0: Songes on, on the viewpoint. Two. I know I've promised for a long time, my friends, and I have applied and I'm waiting for a response. I want to do another master's. I think I have been sort of playing with myself for too long, as it were. And so now I actually want to play with other kids and play with their minds and play with their intelligence and their thoughts, their opinions hold me to account as to my own thoughts i want to read more goodness gracious i've got such a library at home really good stuff that i'm simply not making the time not finding the time you make time to read as you make time for anything else and i need to make time to read if i ever want to be a leader and i think i might have such ambitions in time i've got to read leaders are readers Goodness gracious, before I sound corny, let me move on and allow you to think about perhaps my invitation for you to participate in the show as well. One such person who needs absolutely no second invitation to tell us what he's looking forward to this year. 2024 elections and why people need change is the one and only Herman Mashaba, Action SA leader. I'm good to be on air with you again. Good evening. Happy New Year. Welcome back on the platform. It's great to be in conversation with you
1: compliments of the season, really what a pleasure to have made it uh, to 2024 very very important year for our country, very important year for the world and uh, we need to work hard play hard, play hard to ensure that we can protect uh, those countries so that uh, future generations uh, can live in a better world than the one that we you and I currently live in
0: yes that is good that is true a better world that you and i are currently living in and it starts not in the world out there that better world starts with self it starts with Songezo doing one or two things right and then herman mashaba doing one or two things right and then between these two people there are three or four things right or different for the better that hopefully if the 60 million plus south africans do very very quickly actually we can have for ourselves the country we want but some of those things just need discipline sometimes they just need us to make decisions that are different to what perhaps we have held on as truth for perhaps far too long now we are in election season we have been for that matter in election season so Mr. Mashaba, you are the first politician, you are the first party to be represented and very much I can promise the listeners as well as you that we will have all these divergent opinions and those who have aspirations for political power and office and certainly to be in the parliament as when the general election is concluded. Why do we need change? What in South Africa needs change? And why do you present yourself as that agent that is to represent this change in the political sphere for the betterment of South Africa and her friends and external stakeholders? This is pretty much really an election manifesto indulgence because for sure, after January 8th, it will be all about the ANC and we'll have insights from them. And perhaps it's good to have these opinions before what the ANC will present through President Ramaphosa as the year ahead for the party, and in many respects becomes the year ahead for the country, given the fact that they've got pole position for st- for, for for national positions through their agents in the party. So, what when you talk about change and for the betterment of South Africa, what are you talking about?
1: Well, I think, let let me really start uh, with our uh, lived experience today as South Africans. We're in a country where over 70 people are being murdered every single day. This, for me, is genocide by, by any... Any standards. Every 11 minutes, uh, there's a woman being raped in our country. We, even in a country where 60% of our youth are, un, are un, unemployed, total population of South Africa, out of the 12 million of the 60 million, 12 million of our people are un, unemployed. But with a country with um, over a trillion rents worth of factories that are lying empty. Uh, you know, just really, I can really go on and on with the negative stuff, but I think what I think it's important is for us as uh, South Africans to appreciate and really deeply appreciate us that this is our last opportunity. Uh, to protect this democracy that we attained in 1994. Because if we fail uh, to remove this current government come uh, the election in 2024, then it will be the last time that South Africa will have free and fair election because South Africa will not Afford to really have a free and fair election any longer. Our criminal justice system, right now, as I'm talking to you, 70 people are being murdered every day, and I've given you the rapes, uh, uh, open borders, uh, where international crime, uh, uh, drug syndicates are destroying our youth. This, for me, will be like uh, today, will be like a Sunday school picnic. To, it it'll be really be worse because uh, we have been governed by people who have absolutely no interest whatsoever in doing what is right uh, for us as South Africans. For us in Section say what do we offer? What you are saying is uh, we we offer a South African that, um got uh, really created that we can really be in an unreach South Africa, a country where we can allow unemployment uh, to be the public enemy number one. We fight it. How do you fight uh, unemployment? You encourage uh, the private sector, particularly SMMEs, to develop and create employment opportunities for us unleash uh, the entrepreneurial spirit of our people in our townships in our village villages like i personally remembered I grew up in an environment where I was a young man inspired by people under the evil system of apartheid who uh, who were running successful businesses. And I said, if they can do it, whether apartheid government says I can't do it or not, I'm going to really do it. So we need to create those environments. But we create those environments by ensuring that uh, we must immediately revise our draconian labor laws. And I'll call them draconian because they are responsible for closing down of those factories. They are responsible for destroying small businesses in our townships, in our villages.
0: How so? Okay, let's use a practical example. Which particular instrument or section within the instrument in the labor sphere is draconian okay, in let me, and let, doesn't let me, lend just, itself to the kind of development that otherwise allows the proliferation of SMMEs.
1: Yeah, fortunately now, uh, I've been a businessman for over 40 years. I started uh, my business career at the age of 22. By the age of 24, I had my own manufacturing business, employed, started business with my wife and two partners, we employ one person and so forth. We did not really have uh, this labor laws that prescribe uh, to, uh, to me to, uh, uh, to employ people when I cannot afford. Uh, I cannot afford them. I did not need any government to tell me I must employ someone, whether I like it or not. Because when you when you come out with laws But what are you that referencing that impossible?
0: on, Mr. Mashaba? When you say you are forced to employ, what are you referring to? What is that well, institution uh, when, that forces uh, you to uh, employ?
1: Uh, I, I talk to any to the business person. You know, I'm sure you're afraid of the CCMAs. Um, where, as a businessman, particularly as a small business person, you go to CCMA, you have to go and prove your innocence. Someone hey, still, hang on, uh, no, no, I, I'm
0: not going to accept that. You don't just go to the well, CCMA. No, okay, the CCMA is you don't the commission. Right. Listen, please, it, we're, having we're having a dialogue. We're hmm? having a dialogue. It's the commission for conciliation, mediation, and arbitration and it only enters the fray where the employer and the employee cannot find each other. And to the extent that the decision is not that of the employer or employee interface anymore, that institution steps in, an institution that was absent before 1994. How then are you saying they are forcing you? Because they are simply interpreting the legal regime and applying that law. And to the extent that the CCMA doesn't accord with what you think it should, you've got rights through the courts. Now, I'm responding well, to the now, point that you that, made. Okay. You are being forced to employ someone. What do you mean by that?
1: That, that? That's wonderful what you're saying. Let me tell you from a practical point of view. Sure, but, sure. Yeah, You know, when you, 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 you employ someone, you're an SME you need to uh, a supermarket in, in the township. You, you know uh, you're the kind of skill that you require uh, to go and represent you in the CCMA. And these people don't come out cheap because the CCMA is run by KwaZulu people who are hostile to businesses. So you, to the, when you go there, you are already found guilty. So you have to go and prove your innocence. It is for that reason big business can afford to get the best um, uh, labour lawyers when to go and represent them. But uh, you are Mr. Chabalala or Mr. Mashaba running a supermarket in the in the township, it is for that reason our people close down because uh, in many cases. Uh, of uh, the businesses that you used to really run uh, the, 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 in the past, You, uh, someone steals from you, you 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 fire them. I can tell you, then they take you to the CCMA. Now, can you imagine someone's really stole? You've got evidence, but then uh, you fire them. They take you to the CCMA. You know the cost, the kind of person that you've got to really get, and you're going into a very hostile. Environment because CCMA the, the staff are all cosatu people who as I'm saying is are actually hostile to business. That is absolutely true. You example. know
0: that. That is not true. We both know that is
1: not what, true. What is, uh, every, CCMA is not made up of cosatu
0: people. Cosatu has got no stake at the CCMA. Cosatu's stake every, every, is limited to representing employer. people who are before the CCMA through their various trade unions. That is not a cost. circle space. Okay,
1: uh, look, I, I, if, if let's say you don't really believe me, when you really talk to to, 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 uh, to business uh, men and women who used to really run business and who still run businesses today, please uh, phone them and ask them. Uh, so you don't have to really get it from me because you really think no, I'm, I'm... what I'm decide. hearing
0: you say, and I think perhaps I can find you on this point, is the cost of litigation and the fact that in many respects you as the proprietor particularly of a small business your interest is to run the business you don't want to be bogged down in the litigation before you can actually run the business and sometimes you might have employed somebody that actually after their non-performance or for whatever reason of their being in employment you feel as though you don't want to employ them anymore it becomes difficult to get rid of the person if that is what you are asserting I accept it is true. And I'm basing Mm. my opinions on this, having been one who has represented both employer and employee at the CCMA, including hearings at the employer level. So I'm not saying this without context at all of having participated at that Mm. forum. But what I do accept too was the statement that you are forced to employ. You are not forced to employ, but you are forced to comply with the law. Those okay. two statements okay. are incredibly okay, yeah. different. Are
1: cement- cement- Final cement- point cement-
0: before I yeah. offer you an opportunity to respond, Mr. Mashaba. Yes. It is also true that the CCMA is an intimidating space, particularly for employees who have to lay the grievance against the employer, knowing well the risks that attached to that. So it is not necessarily somebody volunteers to participate. I don't think anybody goes there voluntarily. But it has to happen simply because the nature of the relationship has broken down to at least an extent that it requires outside intervention or possibly gone beyond reconciliation, that it now needs a firm proposal as to how to sever that relationship. And I think that's the value of the CCMA.
1: Yeah, well, there's a, you see one now, when you're in a, in a labor regime of this nature that, uh, that we talk, you and I are talking about, mm-hmm. then what happens? then people don't employ. That's why then you end up with this massive, uh, sustainable, high, highest unemployment rate in the world because people are too scared. Uh, even when you want to start business, you are saying to yourself, because the business, when you start business, you're not guaranteed that you're going to succeed, but then you need to employ people. But then if you know the risk that, what happens in, in the event that things don't work out or I employ the wrong person, that it will be difficult to really get rid of this person. What happens? Then uh, people, uh, the private sector, what they do, they already hold on on their investment. They don't really employ. Then we end up with big businesses that can afford uh, to uh, uh, to get the, the best legal brains in the country. But now big business, what they do, they obviously employ people with high skills. So people who are not educated, people with no skills who suffer are the ones uh, you have small businesses and unskilled people who are the biggest casualties of an arrangement uh, that you and I are talking about.
0: Can you take a call from Durban? There's Lakia on the line. Lakia, good evening. Okay. Lakia, go for it, please. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Uh, good evening. A uh, hey, uh, compliments and a happy new year.
2: Uh, and we appreciate to be alive and being here mm-hmm. <laughs> last year uh, some time ago yeah um poli- politics and uh, uh, <clears throat> can
0: you please ask your question yeah
2: okay ah, it's not a question uh he's a stalwart uh in the economy, uh he was a stalwart in and Was against a Leon And what has changed since then because I'm just feeling a bit uh, now that maybe it's changed since when he was our idol uh, and coming to now. I think maybe let let's leave it at that for him. I'm a political man, I get very to well. Yeah, thank you very
0: much.
2: So all
0: the best. Thank you so much, Babulake from KZN. Um, and I think it is true. And perhaps before we go any further, you are certainly to be credited for the industry that you showed at a time perhaps where conditions might not have been particularly suitable. Um, I'm talking, of course, to Herman Mashaba, the Action SA leader on the line. And Black Like Me is an institution among the African communities, even beyond. So there is nothing that I can ever say that can take away from that great legacy. But, of course, you have seen things in the political sphere, um, Babu Mashaba, that perhaps require intervention and perhaps a business-minded approach. And I wouldn't readily disagree with you on that, because at least for the last while now we have seen how the Politicians, at least the career politicians, haven't quite responded to what I believe they should have responded to or should be responding to, and in how they're addressing the issues of urgency for the country. Let's move away from the labor related point because, well, I don't want to belabor it. But Let's reflect on your experiences as the Gauteng Premier. Um, and perhaps oh. it helps that I've been living oh, mayor. In Gauteng.
1: Executive Mayor, I was not a premier. Sorry, man, sorry. Yes, <laughs> city of problem. Joburg.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: The,
0: the Mayor of Joburg. I mean, one looks at other cities where Joburg could otherwise, if not should be punching alongside. I mean, we've got the labor force that is desirable of any African country, of any country generally in the world. Certainly, for the most part, we have or had, depending what you really want to believe, the kind of infrastructure that could migrate us from wherever we could have been or are to where we should otherwise be. What did you find was the most difficult thing for you as an administrator of a public entity, the city of Johannesburg, which perhaps in business you didn't have to navigate, for instance, Apparently, you have to negotiate a lot longer and a lot more and cooperate mm. with more people than otherwise. If you were the executive decision maker in a PTY LTD, your word would be final and things would get along. That now becomes a challenge for you in implementing things. Can you just share with us, perhaps those who might not appreciate the level of difficulty to have a decision made and implemented and to go to tender and to find a service provider? for things to happen in, in, in public administration that perhaps the many voters, like me even, because I haven't served there, might mm-hmm. miss? What is it that we probably uh, you know, know? You
1: know, for, for me, really, one of the most uh, difficult um, uh, issue I needed to really face was uh, entering politics. Um, remember, I was running a, a multi-party government with seven political parties, uh, relying on uh, EFF uh, 30 councillors who are not part of our agreement. So the only way I could really get any report to pass through, parliament, uh, through council, I had to really make sure that uh, I get the buy-in of the EFF. So we can imagine we are, when I took over office 1st of December, during 100 days, I had to announce uh, the um, the inner city rejuvenation that we are going to reclaim our city um, uh, 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 all these hijacked uh, abandoned buildings. So we are going to invite the private sector to build uh, uh, the affordable accommodation for our students uh, and, and, and our poor uh, South, South Africans. Now, can imagine the EFF stance on on uh, on business. Um, now we have to really convince the EFF because the EFF like the idea. Mm. And then they said to me, the uh, you know, uh, mayor, we like the idea, but uh, why? how come the city? we can expropriate these buildings, but the city must build? You know how many meetings it took me and how long to convince them, to show them the balance sheet of the city of Johannes Bay, show them the balance sheet of, of the province, sure. showing them the balance sheet of the national government. Here's why and I asked you this question.
0: The, Mm. Here's why I asked this question because, I mean, when you talk about unemployment being an enemy, that's truistic. There's nobody who can argue against that. When you talk about the need to support SMMEs and to make it conducive for young people especially, but entrepreneurs in general, to get up and going and to kickstart, if you like, and revive the economy and employ one or two people. Because if that environment for SMMEs is conducive, then you eat into completely into this question of the statistic of unemployment. When you talk about fighting crime and that the value of law should be sanctified and that it should mean something when you talk about the rule of law these are things that are true good and nobody can ever argue against but what then makes it difficult for what looks obvious on my side or on the listener side as it were or the non-political space side that becomes difficult to implement in that environment in which you are not just going for local government you're going for national office here because I'm trying to draw the parallel as to what you think might have been difficult at the city of Johannesburg level probably becomes 10 times more pronounced at premiership level and 100 times more pronounced at national government level. I mean, these are some of the things that we obviously have to just simply be real about and then perhaps engage the question of all the change that you want to see, the strategy that that will be delivered through. Um, Do you have partners? Do you have agents with whom you are working to engage the reality that You may walk away with 50 plus one. You may not. And to the extent that you're in pole position to go over the Mm. the 50 plus one threshold in contemplation Mm. or in consultation with another political party, exactly this example that you have made of the EFF about this particular question of understanding the balance sheet for this housing crisis, for instance, you will Mm. have to do that for just about. Any and every other Absolutely. thing of value if you are not at fifty plus one. That's just the reality. Park that for Absolutely. a moment. Park that for a moment because I've got Uzola from Bloomfontein as well, who who wants to contribute and I'm just sort of getting into the practicalities now of governance. Zola and Bloomfontein, good evening. Thanks for calling. Good
3: evening and good evening to Mr. Mashava. Yes sir. Uh, first of so? all
0: just,
3: yeah. First of all, I just want to correct Mr. Mashaba that under no circumstances will Labour laws force someone to employ people. You employ people on your own, but labor laws can comply, can force comply with the minimum wage, whereby if you don't pay people in accordance to the minimum wage, then a, a commissioner, when there's a dispute, to CMA, will listen to both parties and the employer will be given a fair chance to give reasons as to why he's not complying with the minimum wage and the employee. Then the commissioner will make a ruling and I want which you can take on the review through the labor court. That's number one. Number two, employees are in most cases the ones who suffer. You find that employee referred to the system, whether it's unfair dismissal or unfair labor practice. The employer, if the ruling is against him or her, will always delay the process by taking it on the review because they have the money to go to the labor court. The employee may wait for years and years before the matter. Is resolved at, at Labor Court, you find that the Labor Court in Joburg, Bramfontein, has a backlog. Matters which have been referred, referred this year may be heard in 2025 or 2026.
0: Mm-hmm. The employee is at
3: home and the employee does not have a source of income. Yes, they may apply for security, whereby it said that when the regime is against you enforcement, then the employee may be reinstated or retrospective compensation. But the employees suffer the most, in most cases, because they don't have the capital to take an attorney to refer the district to the labor court. In the free state, there's no labor court. Matters are referred to Bramfontein or Durban, or PE or Cape Town. And it's a lot of money. So it is not correct to say that in are forced. And if you not an 14 employee, there's 189 that you can apply. Re, uh, retention yeah. based on the restructuring or... Operational requirements. So the law is always is on both sides. And CCMA does not employ COSAT people. I have worked there for a number of years. I've been a commissioner. I know what it is doing one day. So CCMA will make a ruling based on what is presented before the commissioner. That's what I wanted to correct Mr. Mashaba on. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Babu Zola from Bloemfontein. I think you have said it better than I could ever have said it. That was the basis of my disagreement with Babu Ham and Mashaba. Let me just read it as well a couple of messages that are coming through by way of text message. For those who have just joined, Mr. Herman Mashaba, Action SA leader, is on the line. Obviously, we're talking about 2024, obviously about 2024 national general elections and why people need change. He's advancing why people need change and why even more. He proposes himself and his party as the candidate and the organization that should lead such change. You at home are saying good evening, SAFM. Radio, I don't agree with Mr. Mashaba in terms of the CCMA and the employers. Yes, cater deployment is there, but employers collude with the CCMA officials to exploit workers. This is regards from Gladman from Ekuruleni. Another one says, good evening. I would like to comment on your topic with a gentleman, Mr. Mashaba. I think what he's trying to say is that local business people are expected to adhere to country labor laws, whilst the foreigners don't really follow the laws and hardly... No one takes them on because most of their businesses are not registered. That is Vannaus, Vanaus V-A-N-A-U-S, Vanaus from Tata. I beg your pardon if I might have mispronounced the name. Indeed, Mr. Mashaba might have seen something at the CCMA, so I don't really think he's just against ANC government. Can I please have his number because I'm a new... I'm a new entrepreneur from Zanin. I want to ask him something, please? That's George Ntlangwane from Mafarana village in Zanin, Mr. Mashaba. Those are the contributions for you. Perhaps you might respond, including what I might have said <laughs> earlier on before the call from Zola.
1: Yeah, let me uh, uh, respond to the gentleman from Bloemfontein. Uh, how easy it is. It does not. He says uh, the uh, the biggest casualties uh, are the employees. What is happening in South Africa today, sitting with the highest sustainable unemployment rate in the world? What, 44% with 60% of youth unemployment? Why do you think um, businesses are not em- employing? And um, you are saying that uh, he, he believes that um, the courts are there for uh, people to go and represent themselves. Now you, you missed uh, Mashaba running a supermarket in Karamut or in, in Zola in, in it, Where are you going to really get the resources to really? Get the best legal brains uh, to win uh, the radio support you, uh, to defend you in, in, in a court of law. Then you end up closing, and then what happens? Then we, uh, then one of your, 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 your callers uh, also raised this issue of uh, opening our borders uh, to international crime syndicates. They come in, into our country, they're not registered anywhere. They don't employ our own people. They they, they corrupt our, our the officials, including our criminal justice system. Uh, they're not registered anywhere. And now you expect our people to con, uh, to compete with them. They bring in billions of, you know, uh, this is something that I'm sure I don't have to educate you about, you know very well, that the billions of counterfeit expired goods are brought into this country every single day. Sure. And, and, and manufactured uh, and, uh, in the country, are,
0: which is worse, especially food in your spaza shops in the, in the townships and sort of your areas where perhaps law enforcement cannot quite reach. It's well documented every now and then. The law enforcement agencies make a bust. That culture needs to stop for it is dangerous, absolutely dangerous.
1: Well, and, and then we expect we expect uh, the law-abiding South African entrepreneurs uh, to compete with this criminality. <laughs> it's impossible. And and people, what hate some of us, that's the reason why I'm doing this job that I hate, because I never thought in my wildest uh, life that to, to one day I'll become a politician. And I said to myself, I'm not running away from my country. while is a chance to really save this from this current government that is bringing criminality, changing our way of life, bringing criminals, uh, to bring drugs, uh, bring counterfeit goods, come and really destroy uh, our way of life. And uh, we've got to remove them while uh, the chance is there. And 2024, it's our last opportunity. If we fail to remove uh, those guys from government, come 2024, I can tell you Zimbabwe, as I always say, will be like a Sunday school picnic. You and I, uh, I can tell you, in uh, the five years down the line, we might even be lucky to really get the signal or to really be able to conduct this interview.
0: (laughs) I don't want to betray my own (laughs) thoughts here. Um, You you cannot bait me, and I'm not going to allow you to bait me because you want me to say something that's going to be in agreement with you. But, I mean, if I were in government and and I heard you say what you say, here's the one thing that I, or at least if I was sponsored to be in government by the ANC, this is what I would say. Sometimes you play in the league that is as strong as your opposition allows you to be as strong, and is what you are saying in part also not an indictment on the DA, the EFF, and everybody down yourselves included. As the f- to the, this fact, you guys cannot organize yourselves. Everybody wants to be a leader. My maner doesn't go well in the DA; he now forms his own political organization. Mashaba doesn't go well in the DA; he forms his own political organization. And these are the people who once sang off the same hymn sheet, DA, Mashaba, Maimane, and Stiedenheisen, Zilla et al. You've got um, this guy who was in the DA and then was in your organization, Bongani, Um I forget his surname now, but you know, Bo- By, Bo- he's now no longer mm-hmm. there. You've mm-hmm. got Rise with, ooh, my name's Seikusongezo Zibi, so who yes, is mm-hmm. watching on the periphery, sees all the problems, and says, no, I'm going to start my own thing. Is part of the problem also not that the potential is distributed, therefore its strength whittled, as opposed to certain concessions being made? In other words, Mashaba stays in the DA, Maimana stays in the DA, Mazibuko stays in the DA, Fandam stays in the DA, Trollope stays in the DA and says, guys, this is how to unseat the ANC. Surely there must be a way that can be an agreeable there. And when that should happen, or the strategy of what should happen when that should happen is so-and-so does this, so-and-so does this. For in that sense, it would, at least to me, and perhaps I'm not the benchmark, but I'm just going to propose for a moment that I am. At least to me, it says here is a problem that is identified. Whatever the differences between the personalities in the space, those differences are not greater than the objective and the obligations and the responsibilities that they carry to ensure, one, credible opposition, two, people who are strong enough to supplant the incumbents, and three, that there is capability from within to run a successful counter-assault to what the ANC has done, to what the ANC should have done. You guys would be doing it, and you're no longer just strong opposition, but now strong government. Is that too far-fetched? Why is that not happening?
1: Well, I think uh, let me just really give you a little bit of background perhaps. if uh, perhaps uh, you have uh, forgotten. I'm sure you know why I resigned as the mayor of the city of Johannesburg and the DA in 2019. I left uh, my business uh, to, to join the DA to assist in uh, democratically in the ANC, and we succeeded uh, uh, in August of 2016. But it hit me and it hit me deeply when uh, the reason why I resigned when I came across secret meetings between the DA and the ANC to remove me as a mayor of the city of johannesburg why my uh, the uh, DA decided to come out with a uh, with a narrative uh, to call me an eff mayor why eff mayor because i was providing services uh, to to poor communities, uh, communities. The, the building clinics i uh, electrified um, Cliptown, providing portable toilets on on a temporary basis. And the DA says this is not really our policy. On the other side with the ANC, I'm sure you are aware, 34 billion rand's of fraud and corruption cases I was investigating, including actually at the time working with the, our the lawyers to ensure that we go to court because uh, the, uh, our criminal justice system was uh, refusing to uh, prosecute uh, this criminal who stole our money because the city of Johannesburg was at the center of the, of the Zondo Commission. If you look at the Zondo Commission, the biggest chunk of, of corruption actually happened in, in the city of Johannesburg. So when I came to really know about this, Tell me, do you think uh, I needed to really wait for the DNC to have a motion of no confidence against me? And I shared this with South Africans. but did not like to you. To, to, I said, the guys, uh, this is it. And fortunately enough, uh, DA themselves, Helen Ziller, confirmed it uh, It was a plan. But remember, when I made the announcement, initially they they, 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 they rejected the plan. They said, I must have smoked something. But Helen Ziller... Um, with SABC um, confirmed in an interview with SABC about this plan between the ANC and and the DA. So these are things that uh, now, what do you expect me to do? And unfortunately for me, something that also I never thought would happen, all of a sudden South Africans said, Mashaba, please start your own political party. Based on, obviously, people saw the work that I did in the three years when I was the mayor. And uh, that's how s and was was formed through the people's dialogue you remember on the 6th of um, december 2019 i launched uh, a three months intense uh, scientific study to anything really all these people were are asking me to be to start a political party are the real people and uh, within three months 2.4 million South Africans gave me the mandate to start a political party, which I launched on the 29th of uh, August 2020, right in the middle of of COVID. Had major ch- challenges with the IEC, including making us contest as a logo. But one thing for sure, we proved within we any reasonable doubt, we contested six municipalities, emerging as the six biggest political party in the country, and now. We've uh, had uh, now three years uh, to really prepare. We are now represented in the nine provinces. Uh, for We have already announced the four premier candidates. By end of January, early February, we'll, we'll be announcing the balance of all the premier candidates uh, for Action SA. And all uh, we're ready. We are going to give it our best shot. But ultimately, please, let's not forget that the responsibility ultimately lies with the voters. It doesn't lie with us politicians as to who people must vote for. The voters, let's not really leave them out. They're the ones who must really decide whether we, because we're in a democratic uh, dispensation. If Emmanuel Mashaba can start a political party, why shouldn't Timbaloi or Steen Hazel start his own political parties? People want to start political parties. At the end of the day, the Constitution does allow them to. Uh, to do it but ultimately the voters are the ones are the ones who are going to really decide who governs them come May June this year when we go to the elections
0: I wish for you to coordinate in such a manner that your message is consolidated is taken to the voters and that the voters conscious educated and truly engaged can make the decision that collectively will advance South Africa If it is to be you, you shall have my support. Inasmuch as if it is to be somebody else and the voter has made that conscious vote against those conditions that I've articulated or something similar to that, I think you and I would both be happy for it would be advancing South Africa. All of the very best and I look forward to the progress of all political parties in this race for the hot seat in 2024. Mr. Mashaba go Thank you. Yeah, thank
1: you so much before you close to to deeply uh, really, uh, convey my gratitude for us as South Africans uh, to engage. But we engage in, uh, uh, when we agree to disagree. That's the beauty yeah. of living in a democratic uh, dispensation. You know, this discussion that you and I had uh, during a part date, uh, wouldn't have uh, both of us. So, uh, you working for the SAPC, me outside, the uh, both of us, uh, the security police would, uh, would uh, you, you more in your case than SABC. in mine,
0: <laughs> <laughs> more in your case than in mine, but nonetheless, point taken. 2046 is the time, Mr. Mashaba, trying to be a comedy, so a comedian, really a business person turned comedian in between a politician, Herman Mashaba, Action SA leader. Thank you so, so much for your time. Thanks as well for the calls, all as well as the contributions from those at home who have participated. Really good stuff for radio.